Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Wolfpack Ninja Podcast, Episode 8 Kevin Bull, The Force of Nature. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. So today we have Kevin Bull. He's one of the best ninjas by far in the American Ninja Warrior scene. He's fast, he's quick, and his debut season, he absolutely dominated the course doing something that everybody found shocking, which was going inverted, thinking outside of the box, and on Cannonball Alley making this incredible flip move that just had people standing up on their feet, jaws dropped wide open. Kevin is 31 years old. He lives in Scotts Valley, California, and he's a stock trader which is pretty cool. Anybody remember the first time meeting Kevin Bull or what you think about him? Yeah, I remember the first time I met Kevin. He actually came to the uh, the Ninja jo- Dojo here, and we uh, we were showing him a couple things. That's and, right, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was pretty strong, but I think the Wolfpack uh, taught him a few things. So. I think we inspired him to yeah. move on. Yeah, I think the first time I met Kevin was also at the Ninja Dojo. Uh, It was pretty cool to see someone from the show that wasn't in our region um, and uh, watch him learn some great skills from the Wolfpack and teach us a few things, too. Yeah, Kevin's a great guy. Um, I remember when I just saw his run. That's the only, when I hear Kevin Bull, I just think, man, the Kevin move. That's, you know what I mean? The, the famous <laughs> yeah, Kevin Yeah, it's dude. iconic, really, right? <laughs> yeah, I think he's probably has the the most um, aired clip on a Ninja Warrior, and there's a good reason. Yeah, when I saw that that move, I was, oh, man, I wanted to do that. That is so cool. And you know that he was thinking, if I pull this off, this is going to be, like, legendary. I dream of getting into positions like that where you may not think about, like, oh, this is going to be super cool, but just... You know, the the obstacle being challenging enough where you have to push yourself and pull something off that's amazing. What do you think, Brian? Kevin has the mind of a warrior, of an obstacle course problem solver. And he showed off his skills, like, right away. And he's just the type of guy that you know any new obstacle, you're going to want to see him go first on it. Just so you can perhaps get get the beta. I definitely think that that run totally showcased his athletic ability and his creativity and you know just all around coordination and quick on your feet thinking definitely makes the course makers want to make things a little more interesting for everyone all the time yeah no I agree and you know we've all had a chance to hang out with them 
And some of us have even had a chance to race against him on Team Ninja, <laughs> which was, wow, what an experience that was. You know, but I think it's important to mention, people don't know this, but off the course, you know, he is such a nice guy. I love the guy. Yeah. We are in a great position being on the show that we get to interact with these guys. It's a great honor. I mean, these are amazing athletes. Going back to Team Ninja, I was just thinking about how fast Kevin was on the oh course. Oh, my God. It was... Grease lightning. Oh, he was so fast. It, at one point, I think he jumped and cleared an obstacle and landed, and he actually broke part of the obstacle. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think that I was Kevin. That. Yeah. It was. He they had to stop the show and <laughs> <laughs> replace the part. So. He's the, made yeah. of steel. The bull just <laughs> crushing obstacles. That is awesome. And, yeah, I know he was a, I believe he was a sprinter. The ninja, the Team Ninja competition, just the racing style kind of fits his his background. Well, heck, let's bring him on and hear what he has to say. I'm excited to he hear a little bit of Kevin Bull. You guys want to hear him? Yeah. 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 Kevin, it's great to have you. Oh, thanks, Noah. It's great to be here, man. Man, you're, you're a legend, and I think people want to know, what do you think about Ninja Warrior? What, do you, what is it like for you? Well, that's a great question. Uh, Ninja Warrior has kind of taken over my life, you know, as as it's taken over a lot of the lives of of the competitors that uh, dedicate themselves to it, and it's uh, it's a very enjoyable part of my life too. When I first started out, I didn't really know what to think. It was just okay. This looks like the fun kind of stuff I like to do, but actually being involved with the show, it became much more than that for me. So it's really sort of become a lifestyle: the training, uh, the camaraderie. Uh, the competition, um, it just drives me forward, and uh, it's it's a real focal point for everything I'm doing right now. What do you think about the camaraderie? Tell us about your experience with that. One thing I can say about all the ninjas is they like a good challenge, and uh, they like to learn from each other. Uh, and I think that's sort of the, the center point for the camaraderie that I've seen, is we're always uh, trying to push ourselves, and we see what somebody else is doing. We want to do that. Uh, there's a lot of support that goes along with this, uh, support mixed with challenge, like, oh, that was great, great job, now can you do this? <laughs> and uh, I think that's how we all get better and how we keep making the show better, too, uh, because we play off each other like that. That's a great answer. And tell us about Team Ninja Warrior. What was your experience like with that? Well, Team Ninja Warrior was was a blast. You know, it was. I didn't know what to expect with that either when I was going into it. But uh, going head to head against uh, these other guys that I've competed with one at a time. You know, you look at their time and you look at how they're doing, and you you try to do do better. But it's not the same as actually going head to head against somebody, and you got one shot to beat them, and you can see exactly what they're doing. And you have little strategies, but they've got their own strategies, and you got to try to figure it out on the fly as you go. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun and a really exciting format to be competing in. Do you think it has a future? I absolutely think it has a future. I kind of got the feeling when I was doing it that it was a, a higher level of excitement per per minute, you know, than uh, I had experienced with Ninja Warrior. And I, yeah. I think that the audience is going to find that as well. So I think there's a good good future in these team events. And I also did some team uh, team competition this year as well in the Spartan show. Oh wow! Which is just a really interesting dynamic. Having that team to work with is something I'm not as used to because I've done a lot of individual sports in my life with uh, track and field and wrestling, cross country. But having that team to work with really sort of is expanding my enjoyment <laughs> of what I'm doing and also the excitement of what's happening. Who are some of your role models or heroes growing up that you looked up to that kind of 
helps mold your direction. If I was picking a role model that probably had the most direct impact on my appearance on Ninja Warrior, I would have to say uh, that when I was a kid, I was really fascinated with Jackie Chan and his movies. <laughs> Wow. And uh, I remember me and my little brother used to try to replicate the stuff that Jackie Chan was doing. We'd try to jump through ladders and things like that, which was usually didn't work out as well as, as when he did it. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, one thing that I was really, really into, and just watching him jump from building to building. Uh, in a lot of ways, he did some parkour stuff before we even really knew what parkour was. So uh, he was definitely a big one. He's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And another very physical presence uh, from TV that I looked up to when I was a very young kid was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> a very different type of physical presence than what we do here on Ninja. But still, it was a, it's similar in some ways. He's a very robust character. Uh, I think uh, Terminator 2 was the first R-rated movie I ever saw, uh, and I was a big fan of it. That's awesome. And so what did you do to become the type of man, ninja, athlete, you know, what, what have you, that you saw in your role model? You have to be willing to, to change uh, and to adapt yourself as time goes on in your life. And there's a lot of people I think that they get stubborn and they, they start to think, well, this is the way I like things and this is the way I am. And they don't think, uh, well, what about the way that I could be? What, what might be something that I enjoy more, uh, a behavior that I would rather be doing? Um, and it's sort of a point of pride I think a lot of people have. Like, I'm this way and I'm going to stay that way. But, um, like, if you want to improve yourself in life, you're not born with all the skills that you need or with all the knowledge that you need. You have to acquire it and you have to change your, your personality as you go along uh, to match up with that and to really follow your dreams, I think. So I think being flexible and being willing to learn and adapt is, is what's most important. That is a great answer, and that's something that kids out there who are listening can take right to heart and start using it immediately. How can I be better? How can I change? So, Kevin, do you have any diet or exercise tips, any nutrition values that you focus on? I'm probably not the best person to ask about your nutrition. Um, <laughs> I'm a firm believer that the uh, the most important thing about preparing for your events is something that happens mentally. It's how hard you're willing to push yourself how hard you're willing to work when you put on the time at the gym. And I really don't uh, think too much about what it is I'm eating. I eat kind of whatever I feel like my body is telling me I need to eat. I, I don't drink soda. I too eat a lot of chocolate. <laughs> oh, chocolate's delicious. I do too. But no soda. So when I was younger, I had an, an allergy to cow's milk where I'd get like a sore throat. I cut that out of my diet at a very early age, and I've pretty much kept that up, so I don't eat any dairy. Let's switch up a second and talk about alopecia, if if that's all right. Sure. You've gone through a just a crazy experience that almost nobody really has to go through, which is you've lost all the hair on your body. It must have been a really hard transition for you. What was that like? Yeah, it was a hard transition at first, and there's a very small number of us that have to go through the, the full extent of total hair loss. Actually, interestingly, though, about one in a hundred people will experience alopecia in some form. It may just be a smaller patch of hair that, that is lost for a period of time, but uh, it is something that's not as uncommon as people think. But initially, you know, the hardest part about it was just, it was the unknown. Yeah. Um, you didn't really know how people were going to, I didn't know how people were going to treat me. Uh, 
when I looked different than I had looked before. And I lost my hair kind of later in life than uh, most of the people that have alopecia develop it, I think, when they're kids. Um, and I got it when I was uh, in my early 20s. So I had already been used to being a normal looking person with hair. And uh, then I had to adapt. Uh, but the the thing that I found was, you know, I kind of took a proactive approach to it. I I had been more shy and less engaging of other people before I developed alopecia. But when I realized that I didn't really want, I wanted my personality to to show more than my looks, I became more more open and more outgoing. And that was actually a very big, I think, plus in my life. I think that I, I got a better response from people as I became more more outgoing and more proactive about meeting new people and starting interactions with them uh, than I had before I'd lost my hair. So in the end, I think it was a good experience for me. It helped me grow as a person and I learned a lot uh, of important lessons. Wow. So you really kind of took lemons and made lemonade. I think that's something that the ninjas hold in common is they can take these obstacles and they can use them for growth. We spoke with Matt Eisman a little bit. You fall, you pick yourself back up, you get better. And it's like a pattern that repeats throughout everything that we do. You know, it's not just ninja. Absolutely. I think that's a great point. You know, it's the challenges in life that allow us to grow and allow us to learn the, the really important things. Uh, the easy part of life, you know, that's easy. Right. And uh, anybody can do that. But it's, it's seeking out those challenges, finding them improving yourself, that's what helps us improve as people. Take us through that moment when you were upside down on the cannonball alley and you're about to do this flip and in your head, you, you're hoping it's going to work. You've trained stuff like it, but you had no idea it was going to be there. It's a slightly different element. Were you confident it was going to, what, what was it like? What did you see through your eyes? What did you feel? Well, at first I was not confident. You know, I knew I wanted to try it. I had seen so many people go in the water trying to use their hands that I knew that it was worth it to give it a shot a different way. But uh, when you initially hook your feet around that first ball, you are not certain that you're going to be able to hold that position when you let go of the other ball and start swinging. Um, so that was kind of a moment of just, I guess, faith in yourself that you could let go and hold on wow. and you have to take that leap. Uh, so that was that was a pretty exciting moment there. And then I still wasn't sure if I was going to get enough swing to make it to the platform. And at first, I didn't have enough. It took me several swings to generate the momentum. But um, there was a moment where I was able to arch back, and I could actually spot my landing. And that's when I knew that I was going to make it, and I let go. <laughs> Do you ever think back to that moment and think, man, that was awesome. I was just an animal. That was really fun. And kind of pat yourself on the back. <laughs> well, you know, it's harder and harder to think back to it. It happens in the moment there. Right. And you know, I remember doing it, but it's harder and harder as time goes on to really remember what that feeling was at the moment of when it happened. And especially, I think it makes it harder when you get to see it on TV later because you start to associate that moment with what you've seen on TV. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of takes you out of the moment itself when you were there and replaces it with that because it's, it's easier and you've seen it now. We kind of go into cruise control on these courses sometimes, so I know exactly what you mean. It's you know, it takes on a new life when you see it on TV. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised at the number of things that I thought happened one way, and when I saw it on TV, they actually happened a different way. <laughs> wow! So you're seeing it for the first time too? Yeah, yeah. In some ways, when I watch the show, I'm seeing it for the first time. 
Tell us something about the real Kevin Bull, something underneath the hood, something people don't know about. Hmm. Which weakness do I want to talk about? <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, that's a great question. I think we all have a lot of different weaknesses. A lot of them kind of end up coming hand in hand with our strengths as well. A weakness that I have that I've noticed also in a lot of other ninjas is uh, being the kind of person that goes after these obstacles and really pursues them. Um, you kind of crave a high level of excitement all the time. And uh, it makes it difficult to do more mundane tasks. <laughs> and and the mundane tasks are sometimes the most important. You know, it's uh, very important to be able to do the, the normal stuff as well as the extraordinary stuff. Right. But for myself, and I think a lot of other ninjas as well, we, we really want to keep doing the extraordinary. We keep seeking it out, sometimes to our own detriment. <laughs> yeah, I think it's true for a lot of us. It takes over. Real quick, I wanted to ask you, and this isn't an easy topic, but Isaac Caldiero and Jeff Britton, they both on their Instagram page have themselves listed as the first American Ninja Warrior. And there's a lot of opinions. There's been a, a lot of talk out in the media. What's your take on it? Yeah, that's a tough, uh, a tough question. You know, um, I mean, I guess my take is this: Isaac Caldiero was the was the overall champion. Uh, for sure. Yeah. You know, I think that as the champion, he gets to kind of set the stage and set the tone for what the overall theme is, you know? Yeah. I think that's something that comes along with being the champion, and I think it's an important part of it uh, to respect that and respect his ability in that way. That said, I think that Isaac himself would benefit greatly from sharing the victory and the title with Jeff. I think that would show a great deal of... Um, a great deal of sportsmanship. I think that it would be good for Isaac and for Jeff both in the long run if that was done. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, you have to respect that the best guy this year was Isaac Caldero, and he gets to make the decision. And what do you think about people's sentiments that Jeff was the first because he was the first to climb it and top it out? I mean, that's technically true. <laughs> he was the first to climb it and top it out. So he was the first man to hit that buzzer at the very, stop, the very top. He was also the first uh, and only guy still to clear every stage that was put before him, which is an impressive feat as well. So there's no doubt that he had a fantastic year and that he's also a fantastic athlete. It comes down to quite a technicality, I think. <laughs> yeah, I can understand why people are confused. You know, the real the rules have always been clear to us as ninjas, but you know, gosh, it's almost unfortunate, and it takes away from both of them because they're both such amazing guys and such amazing ninjas, and they they accomplish something unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. I think it should also be pointed out too, though, that the first and uh, second person to climb because we we do this in succession because we are running the course one at a time the first person up I mean I think it was I forget how it was determined who was going to go first and who was going to go second but it could have been something as simple as a coin toss so the order of who does what first is maybe not quite as important as as who did it fastest yeah, absolutely a lot of interesting things to think about there both philosophically and you know what are they going to do this year to us and how are they going to change the rules or are they yeah yeah and i i think uh, most of the ninjas share the exact the point that that you just brought up um, do you have any direct advice to kids now if you were going to just speak in your own voice directly to kids, what kind of advice would you have? I think the best thing that 
I could say to kids who are aspiring athletes or aspiring anything really is to be sure to stick with it over time because it's something that's very easy to to not realize when you're when you're younger the importance that time plays uh, as you go through your life and as you improve and as you get better you know I'm 31 years old and I'm still becoming a better athlete than I was when I was 18 when I was 20 and when I was 18 20 you know I thought that this is going to be the peak of my athletic career because that's what I've been told so many times by other people. But if you choose to stick with things and if you choose to keep going, you can, you can continue to improve. And I've had a lot of friends, a lot of training partners over the years that have been very talented athletically in one thing or another. um, And they chose not to stick with it. Sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes injuries get you down and then people don't come back to it. So you have to remember to keep going even through the hard times you have to be willing to make some sacrifices to keep pursuing the thing that you love. So the most important thing, I think, is just stick with it. Absolutely. Kevin, that's some really actually interesting points that you bring up. I think that we all enjoy following you. You're one of the guys that makes the Wolfpack train a lot harder. You know, you've trained with us. You've been here. Um, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that, Noah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've learned a lot from you guys as well in our training sessions. I like I like coming out there to visit. Oh, it's been great having you, and we can't wait to have you again. You know, how can people follow you? What are, What are your Instagram and Twitter handles that people can come and see what you're up to? Oh, absolutely. Uh, they can follow me. I am tagged as Kevin the Bull with underscores in between the uh, in between the words on both Instagram and Twitter, Facebook as well. Well, we'll have that written down in our show notes. So, Kevin, is there anything else that you want to share and let the listeners know about? The only thing I'd like to say is that there's a lot of exciting things coming in the Ninja World. The addition of the team content. A new obstacle course competition as well uh, in the Spartan show is very exciting. And the changes that we're going to see this next year uh, as a result of having our first uh, victor, I think is going to be real interesting. I think there's going to be a lot more different types of skills tested than there have been in the past. Uh, And I'm looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be really exciting. What do you think about Matt Eisman and Akbar? Oh, Matt Eisman and Akbar are great. I remember that was one of my favorite parts of the the first time I was on the show was hearing all of the uh, bull puns that were (laughs) being thrown out during my run. Oh, so good. It's so good. Um, It just keeps a great vibe for everything that's going on. You know, the guys are real good on the fly. That American Ninja Warrior is just like an iconic phrase now developed by Matt Eisman there. It's amazing. Everybody knows exactly what's going on when he says it. Well, Kevin Bull, thank you so much for joining us. The Wolfpack loved having you again. We can't wait to train with you again. This next season is going to be insane. And we can't wait to see you on Team Ninja Warrior and all the other projects that you're doing. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Absolutely, Noah. Thank you guys very much for having me. I had a blast. Well, that was great. Kevin had a lot of great things to say. Yeah, no, I I think that he just fits right in with the wolf pack, you know, his uh, him conquering uh, uh, his his new life in his early twenties with the alopecia and kind of coming into his own. It was really fascinating to get an insight into his personality, his honesty, and you can just tell. I mean, just like a bull, he charges ahead through obstacles, through problems in his life, and things that are hard. I mean, can you imagine losing all your hair, Megan? From a vanity standpoint, no, that would be absolutely devastating to me. Yeah, I think that Kevin handled that really well. 
clearly he doesn't let any obstacle ever stand in his way, whether it's Ninja Warrior obstacles or having alopecia or anything else. He's going to overcome it, tackle it head on, just like a bull. Well, as someone that shaves a lot, I actually kind of see some of the benefits of that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's got to be a hard challenge to overcome if you're not used to something and it's uh, something that's been forced on him. It might be uh, helpful in Team Ninja Warrior, though. A little more aerodynamic. He can cruise a little faster. I'm intimidated by him. He, he just looks like a competitor. I love Kevin Bull. I love what he had to say about his role models, you know, I mean, everybody loves Jackie Chan. It's interesting how like a lot of ninjas bring up Jackie Chan, but he also brought up Arnold Schwarzenegger and Brian, you, you love Arnold Schwarzenegger too, right? Yeah. Arnold's not really known for, you know, obstacle course racing. He's kind of a big guy. If you ever listen to Arnold's, the way he speaks and his, um, the motivation that he brings when he talks about just life in general, he motivates me. I get really excited to go out there and just conquer the world when I'm, when I'm listening to Arnold. So I, I, I totally get it. I thought Kevin had some really interesting things to say also about the Isaac and Jeff situation. And it's tough based on a technicality, like Kevin said, of who goes first. And that was kind of decided by the show. Yeah, I mean, right now I think it's just such a sensitive subject for both of them. They both want the title of first American Ninja Warrior. And the rules were a little bit confusing for everyone. So I think as time passes, it's going to be more obvious that you know Isaac did you know, win the entire show. And that's what's going to stand. For sure. A simple solution for that could have just been both of them race at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, I think that since it's been so many years and no one had finished it, I think the producers were very surprised to see two people get to stage four. So they weren't really ready for what happened. And as ninjas, we do all know the rules, but unfortunately, most of the public doesn't really understand all of the rules behind it. And the rule is like whoever completes it the fastest is the winner. So yeah, I, I think no matter what happens, um, you're going to have controversy and there's always going to be different opinions on this subject bottom line is both these guys they did an amazing job yeah they're both champions and For i think sure. they're both going to go down in history as the first american ninja warriors I do think <laughs> <laughs> it's true um and i do think though that sharing the title is totally cool like why not they did both complete the course so yeah and yeah. time-wise, I guess Jeff did do it first. But. Yeah, and to us, to the Wolfpack, obviously our boy, Isaac Caldero, is the first American Ninja Warrior. But to all the fans out there and to everybody out there, there's this discussion, this yeah. conversation, this kind of confusion. And that's what the interesting thing is. And I, and I think, you know, instead of fighting it, you, you have to listen to what everybody has to say and let the conversation kind of play out. Let time play out, like you said, Ian. So another thing that I thought Kevin had to say that was really, really profound and really important for all the kids out there was the importance of time, the importance of just sticking with it. Now, if you stick with something long enough, you are going to get better at whatever it is you're trying to do. If it's ninja, if it's school, if it's this, that, it doesn't matter. If it's your diet, and this goes for everybody out there. If you're focused on nutrition, if you're focused on making yourself a better person, just stick with it. It's the little steps that add up over time, and it can't be stressed enough. And I thought it was really profound that he picked up on that. Just stick with it. Time is on your side day by day, make little incremental approaches, and you will be successful. 
Let's switch up and start talking about the tips for the episode. I love setting goals, but I always want to make sure that I'm making progress towards those goals. And one way that I do this is by using the acronym SMART. Let's talk about it. S, specific. What exactly do I want to achieve? M, measurable. How do I measure progress? A, attainable. What steps am I taking to achieve my goal? R, relevant. Does this matter to me? And T, time-bound. When will I achieve my goal? They say diamonds are a girl's best friend, but does jewelry have a place in the world of sports? I, for one, love jewelry, and I wear it all the time when I compete. I think the most important thing to think about when wearing jewelry is, will it get in your way? When it comes to necklaces, keep them shorter so charms don't end up hitting you in the face. Any kind of stud earring is always safe. Exercise and fitness go hand-in-hand with health. Exercising just a few times a week is shown to stave off disease, depression, and other physical problems. Diet and exercise are fundamental to success. You can be very successful in your academic life, your business life, or your career, but if you aren't focused on diet and exercise as well, you are missing a huge part of the pie. It is absolutely essential to your happiness and well-being that you put your health as a top priority. If you feel unhealthy in any way, start right now and make a goal. Try eating healthy for the rest of the day. The Wolfpack challenges you. Please comment on our iTunes podcast reviews and let me know that you've accepted the Wolfpack challenge. Okay, so I've been getting this question a lot. And the question is, on Team Ninja Warrior, which team were you most afraid to go up against? Well, there were a lot of great teams. I mean, look at Ian's team. Ian and Megan were on the same team. Wolfpack, two Wolfpack members. And I know how fast Ian is. However, when I saw that Drew Dreschel and James McGrath were on the same team, I was like, no way. This is so unfair. Drew is one of the fastest people I've ever seen doing obstacle course. He is fast. You guys all saw him on Team Ninja Warrior, I think, on Team USA. He's fast. He impresses me so much. He's just a natural, naturally talented, fast athlete. He's like one big fast twitch muscle. There's not very many people faster than him. Then you have James McGrath. James is good at everything. I would say he's just one of the most well-rounded athletes on the show. And he moves fast. I know he has great cardio too. He does a lot of running. He, I don't even know why he wasn't a team captain. I didn't even know their teammate, um, the girl, very well at the time, Erica. Uh, I don't even know her very well, but just the two of them alone could won the show. They're so fast. Thank you so much for the question. If you guys have any questions, go to Wolfpack social media. Let it rip. I'll see if I can get you guys an answer. Very nice, Brian. Nice tips, guys. Well... It's the end of another Wolfpack Ninja podcast. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Please tell your friends about it. If you get any value from this, spread the word. Let everybody know that we're here to do good in the world. Anyways, next week, we have a very amazing guest. We have the training machine. This guy is going to shed some light on how he got to be one of the best in the world at what he does. He's unbelievable. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. 
Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I'm I'm post night shift, so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's tough. <laughs> but yeah, the night shifts are killing me, dude. But <laughs> Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.